Welcome back to the CRS podcast. What a crazy year and I'm all excited to be back and with an inspirational solo cover the topic of the long breath. Let's dive into it. Welcome to the Sea Arts Podcast. We build a bridge between arts and business and want to inspire you to see arts. Welcome to a new episode of the Sea Arts Podcast. I'm totally excited to kick back into the autumn of art with the Sea Arts Podcast. We've had a little pause uh, due to both holidays, but also some well, important work. And I'm excited to be back with you. Today's episode is going to be about the long breath. What do I mean by long breath? Well, as a puppeteer, breath is totally essential to bring objects or your puppets to life. Currently, this long breath also relates to the patience we all need to have because the cultural life as of now is rather going backwards instead of kicking back in. Why is that? I would say at least in Germany, um, July, August and September felt already quite normal. We did have some gigs, some juggling, but also some light festivals. And it was really, um, well, the hope, the big, big hope that the autumn and the winter is going to be normal with some uh, well, illuminated moments at Christmas market. But right now the situation is ever changing again in a way that, well, as of now, as of October 15th, we're going back into um, not a lockdown, but rather a, a slowdown of public life and public life. Uh, you need the essential parts and the cultural life, uh, be it clubbing, be it concerts, be it theater, is not part of that. So it's crucial to have, on the one hand, a hygiene concept, but on the other hand, um, this pandemic really has two major parts. One part is the virus, but then what comes along with the virus is that people are afraid. People are afraid to connect openly, to go to public uh, spaces. In Stuttgart, where I'm currently living, uh, there's mask uh, there's uh, obligation to wear masks in the whole city center. So I think that people in this situation, they focus that they keep their, keep their work running and their family life running. But beyond that, it really fe feels that um, well, cultural life is having a, a, a really hard time. I just had a nice conversation with artist friends from the UK that were not even allowed to have performances this summer. So like the public life is still very restricted there and they are rather already into a, a second lockdown. Um, but I want to give us all hope And again, uh, as I started, this podcast was about Corona Creative. This spirit gave us some free time. We still need this gratitude. We still need this hope and rather refocus on ourselves, our artistic and creative abilities that are really um, not sleeping inside of us, but really waiting to, to be brought to life again. Um, it's important to not watch too much of the media but also focusing what 
what were the projects that were always very high on our bucket list and get these projects going. Start thinking with your hands, getting back into action. And despite the distances, I still feel there's a lot to do. There's a lot left. And I really invite you to have this long breath. We're going into whatever this new normal will look like, but there's a lot of work, a lot of homeworks that we have still to do, be it for this pandemic or be it as well for um, well, the climate change that is uh, is changing as well as a rapid, uh, that is changing as well at a very rapid and fast rate. What have I been doing over the last few months? Well, we developed different concepts uh, I would, could also say like a plan A, plan B, plan C. And sometimes, uh, yeah, we might have to look at the plan D that we haven't figured out yet. And breathing is so essential in these times. In a way, sometimes I felt that before the pandemic, we were just inhaling, exhaling. <laughs> and the pandemic, if we took the time and didn't get too much into this anxiety mindset, gave us some time to really also experience and enjoy the pause of breathing in between so it's inhaling holding the breath and then exhaling and actually for for puppetry especially also holding this breath for some time it's sometimes the moment where we give the puppet the ultimate uh, aliveness because this is this milliseconds where the audience can also relate some thoughts into the puppet and well, breathing is so important for, for the rhythm. If you think of the human nature and breath and what a long breath needs, I just got the image of when do I like strongly inhale and then hold my breath when, when I'm diving into something. And maybe it helps if we also consider this pandemic as a gigantic diving trip. And so like we were inhaling and then diving into a, a new normal, which is still far from the new normal. Uh, it's still very, uh, well, we're shaking, we're shaking. We are, we're shaking. We're being shaken through this, uh, these waves um, and uh, trying to discover new things, trying to sometimes like go for uh, the, the little treasure maybe, which is uh, surviving this. But then we feel like, oh, at the moment, like we're running short of oxygen. So what to do? Shall we, um, shall we go back to, to the surface of the water? Or can we actually like extend this breath a little longer and find, find over there our new... Our new existence, our new uh, recitation, and holding breath is sometimes it's good, but sometimes it's not good because sometimes I feel like holding breath. <gasps> it's if we are afraid or if we are in kind of this frozen mode, so uh, we don't want to be discovered by someone. And I feel after six months of the pandemic, we all have to acknowledge that this pandemic won't just go away like that and we will go back to what have been there but yeah but it, but in a way we have to find new ways and also let go of 
the old because not everything was so great in these times. For sure, maybe we had a running business model, at least for our company, I can say that, that it's hugely disruptive. But it's also then the chance to tidy up things that haven't been working before, or try digital experiments and again, play. Maybe for the first time you have the time, you might have the space, currently the resources and the future outlook might be the the parts that are the less predictable. But in the end, uh, sometimes it's just about getting started and from there on pivoting back and forth, um, there, there will be a way because I think it's not an option to don't do anything. So that's what I'm inviting you to. We started off in March and April with Corona Creative. Right now with a long breath, let's, let's keep on having this spirit and keep on experimenting with different things and don't get actually... Um, disappointed or disencouraged when you feel, oh, okay, but they've been doing this and they are already doing that. I think it's still a, a huge market of opportunity, both in the arts, but as well for for business. And it's about um, also sharing, sharing this uh, vulnerability that we're all experiencing. And sometimes, yeah, I, I also feel for myself in these social medias, we're trying to show off or stay super optimistic. But I think sometimes also letting this vulnerability, this fragility that we're all experiencing, letting it in and, and also showing this human and humane side of us and that, yeah, well, some have been really like overwhelmed or crushed by this crisis. And from there on, it's time to uh, go against the current. Sometimes it's good to go with the flow, but sometimes as well, I feel right now it's it's important to go against the current that maybe the media is, is telling us and still finding new ways, staying creative. And for sure, it will be probably for most of us the year where we have to work the hardest and we'll still just be uh, be very happy if we go for a, for a black zero. Sometimes uh, in, a, in a recent podcast, I also feel that for artists, that might be like the biggest chance because such a crisis is such an inspiration for creating new arts. I think this crisis might be particular because currently the stages are pretty limited. There is as well, for sure, the global online stage. But at least from my experience, I can say it's something totally different if we are producing a piece of art for uh, for a Zoom or for a live stream or if you really have an audience with us. So I can only tell you that I feel this this aura that our art with Dundu creates, but also when I'm juggling, it's hard to... Um, to interrelate or it's hard actually to, to interact logically. Uh, there are some possibilities, but in this context, technology is not yet there that you can really have a, a haptic feeling. I've also made some interesting experiences uh, with startups that are working in the context of the internet of senses. So it's a bit into the direction of uh, Steven Spielberg's movie, Ready Player One. If you've seen that, uh, you can definitely check this out because it brings us a bit into uh, a more or less realistic future in maybe five or ten years that VR is really taking over and taking over how we experience things. And when we were having this discussion about the Internet of Senses, it made it clear to me that what's going on right now on TikTok, Instagram, and all these channels is right now we're showing... um, we're showing pictures, we're showing short videos, and we're showing sometimes off. 
I think in, with the Internet of Senses, it will be really possible to share on a more profound level this experience. So how does it feel to see this sunset? How does it feel to, to dance to this song? And I think this will be a very interesting but also challenging time because right now it's more we see something and then we start interpreting it. And I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this experience economy in a way that we are able to uh, to share these feelings on a very profound level and also make uh, well experiences more inclusive there's still some way to go and um and having these discussions also brings you pretty quickly to some very profound ethical questions crisis is also having crisis also part of the normal it's just that this crisis is probably for the first time really affecting me in a, in a big, big way. Because when I was studying back in 2008, 2009, the financial crisis was there. But this world crisis is kind of like kicking all of our asses as well in, in our private life. So it's really got into our comfort zone, limiting us in new ways. But if you don't focus on the limits, but rather focus on the focus that it might give us if we if we focus our focus so if we polish our focus uh, and I, I also made this declaration about lens shifting so shifting and switching lenses is very, very important in this zooming out zooming in moment I think I've been constantly zooming out to what I'm feeling how is it going for the family and then seeing again the big picture that at the end of the day we're still very privileged to be in Germany um, to have this uh, good hospital and health system but for sure if uh my mother or my my father would be would be affected and and die of COVID, it would be like a, a hit and then it doesn't matter if you're in germany like it's it's a personal it's a personal hit but sometimes it could really bring you back to the more more essential part that that i feel we're living in and we should also be appreciating a lot a lot more this weekend i'm attending uh, an online festival it's called the great wave that brought me also a bit in the context of breathing uh diving into something uh i had memories as well from surfing waves but also from one uh, really profound experience back in 2015 when i was uh, swimming in laguna beach in southern california and uh, was kind of getting a bit too much into the wave and this really huge wave was shaking me through and I lost my uh, my goggles and and really was in a I'm not sure if it was already like a, a near-death experience but it showed the profound power of of nature and in the in the end currently we're also experiencing this this power of nature that we should um, acknowledge for sure, we have to fight this virus, but there is something like a powerful force out there. And uh, it's not about fighting it. It's, it's in a way coping with it. And there we come back again to, to this long breath in order to go with the waves. Sometimes we, have, we need a long breath to dive under the wave and, and, and go through this, this currents, these uh, this storms that life brings along. In our work with Dundu, we find a collective breath and maybe... 
zooming back out again. It's not just like for ourselves staying healthy in this crisis, but also like if we have this power, if we are in a good flow and, uh, and shape, also trying to connect with others while so many people have to isolate. I think it's super important to as well uh, be digitally or as well in the possibilities that we individually have, try to connect and don't let the social distance and this mask uh, put us into like a, a tunnel mode and, um, and stay connected, really stay connected, share openly the feelings because I think if we're openly sharing the feelings as I'm trying to do right now, we also give space to, well, to new connections, to, to maybe even like the more profound connections. And that's the big chance that this long breath brings along. And this pandemic can be really like as well a pandemic of creativity, a pandemic of collaboration but just if we actually overcome this, uh, this freeze moment, this moment of anxiety and this moment of grief, because in the end, even like in the grief, there can be a, um, a co-creative, a co-creative part in it. And that's what we have to reveal here and there, unveil it and stay, stay hungry. Currently talking about staying hungry we we see a, a challenge for audiences to stay hungry for the art. So I think like artists and as well like art lovers, obviously they've uh, they found ways to experience art. But for other people that are that might not be so familiar with the arts, that rather so it just as entertainment, they might be uh, switching to Netflix and see like okay, then I stay out. And I hope that we can. We can instill and uh, and rather draw out this this hunger, this thirst for for art, for experiences again. Even like with these um, limited measurements, see the possible in it, and and hope to to connect audiences, especially live audiences, through through the experiences that that we're offering. And the first step is always like you you see something, but then. The next step, which is currently as well challenging, is as well to provide art workshops, um, to provide uh, master classes and, and all of these things where you have to stay a distance on the one hand. But as well, it's it's our creative force that we're all holding in. And this moment of uh, of holding the breath and maybe just observing, maybe just observing what is there, um, what was there that I've been wanting to do for a long time also creates uh creates a new artistic experience and artistic an artistic becoming into this void that nobody can yet discover so yeah in, in order to uh, to wrap this up uh let's keep on breathing because breath is the most essential thing for uh, for any organism i relate sometimes our workshop um, with the puppets as well to looking at the puppet as an organism and the most important thing for the organism is to keep breathing so um, i'm asking the question so like for your team for your company what is your oxygen what's keeping you alive and so through this artistic experience you're then quickly talking about 
what is the vision of the company? What is, uh, what is vision and mission? How are they connect? What's, what's keeping the company alive? And that's a pretty uh, interesting thing to really have a, a manifestation of this team and, and cultural spirit of a company and also showcase that only if we all pull together, we can pull this up. And, uh, and that's what we collectively need as well right now. So we need rather, despite the distances, more connection to come through this crisis um, at, a, at a good rate. At the current waves that at least in my feeds are popping up, it's really that um, we're both thinking new about sustainability and all the, the facts that are happening on the earth, the fires in California and Oregon, and uh, as well tsunamis here and there, plus the pandemic. I think we can't ignore this, this anymore. Sometimes it's obviously it's good to go back into your cocoon uh, of the family. It's good for some time to feel this psychological safety. But then there is more out to do. And, uh, and every day is a new chance to make a chance. Uh, and every day is a new chance to make a change, make a contribution, connect to people and, uh, and show up. In the end, it's really about, about showing up and, and making a difference be it for your beloved ones, but also be it for, for the planet. Again, we can zoom in and zoom out. And in the best way, like we're making a contribution to, uh, to all of them without leaving uh, the feeling that we're just uh, kind of performing 50% in the family and 50% for the earth. I think it can as well rather create a, an amplification. So when, when we are empowered by our family harmony or our uh, family love, this will also provide the momentum to empower us to do good for our team, for our company. And then again, like uh, getting into this overview effect, we see the whole planet, we see the whole connection and we say, hey, what can I do, do more to provide, um, to provide or, or actually like to, to leave a legacy? And that's what, what I want to do. So it's, uh, it's good to kick back in with the podcast and I hope you're enjoying this little episode about the long breath let's keep on breathing let's keep on creating let's keep on connecting and i wish you a wonderful weekend a wonderful um inhale creative hold and let go of all the struggles all the best we keep in touch and looking forward to your feedback so this was a new episode of the CRT podcast about breathing. Please share with me your videos, uh, your thoughts and your ideas, how your breath has changed. And uh, yeah, let's keep on creating. Follow us on Instagram at CRTsNow and don't get out of breath. Stay healthy, stay alive and stay Corona creative.